0: Hello everyone. Welcome back to Unraveling Impulse. My name is Nisa and let's jump right in. Although honestly, I don't really have anything to jump right into. Um, uh, I've My mind has been a bit chaotic in the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, and so I usually like to dedicate an, each episode to a specific theme or topic, but Um, And I did have one for today. Uh, Well, not even today. I was actually supposed to record last week, but I just couldn't bring myself to, to be honest. I, the words weren't coming. I just, my brain had like 50 tabs (laughs) open. Uh, I was just overthinking. It was just a lot, as I said, chaotic. Um, And so I just, didn't do it. Um, and then this week I was like, okay, I'm going to cover the topic and it still just wasn't in my spirit, um, to do so. Um, but I did decide that I wanted to commit to recording an episode. Um, you know, part of my goal for this year is to really try to be as consistent as possible in a few areas, but especially in uh, recording episodes for this podcast, um, it's really just a practice for myself uh, because I often start things and then fall off, <laughs> um, as I'm sure many of you can relate to, but it's an area of frustration. Like I could be... I could go for like a year, two years being really dedicated to something and then one day fall off and never get back on properly ever again. Like it's tragic. Uh, So I'm really trying to my best to commit to the consistency of recording these episodes. It's not even really to kind of gain a particular number of followers. Um, it's more so just for my own practice, um, of committing to something and showing up, you know? Um, if the byproduct of that is more followers, that's amazing. Um, and I welcome that too, but I honestly really just enjoy, Recording these podcasts, once I get out of my head and just start doing it, I enjoy recording the podcasts, um, being able to sort of share things that are happening with myself, um, and releasing that. And that in itself feels really freeing for me. Um, it also, like, I was actually thinking about this the other day and how I sort of feel like one day maybe Nealon, my daughter, will listen to, listen back to these recordings and maybe she'll kind of like that and she'll take something from it or she'll get to know me in a way that maybe she doesn't get to know me on a day-to-day type of thing because I'm not like sitting in reflection with her (laughs) um, every day. So I don't know. This is kind of, it's kind of cool just to, to create a collection of um, reflections and things happening in my life for even just her to sort of listen back to as she gets older. uh, I think it would be nice. So it's kind of given me another incentive or another reason to put this out there. um, That feels really satisfying and not just for the sake of like, oh, I want to have, you know, people follow me and listen to me and you know like at the end of the day I'm not a professional (laughs) you know like I don't have a degree in therapy I'm not a counselor I'm just like a random human who is just going through stuff and is sharing it and um I don't know I've kind of been a little bit in my head about even that lately about feeling like is that even something that I need to be doing? (laughs) Is this something that I need to be doing? Like, do people really need another voice um, adding to the chaos? Because it can be a lot. Um, I know, like, in my first episode, I kind of talk about, like, maybe people needing your voice, but sometimes I wonder if people do need another voice. Like, we're, we're so overly exposed to so many voices nowadays just with platforms like this um with social media all that stuff that sometimes I'm just like is it is it too much you know um so I often fight with myself over that uh (laughs) but you know here I am um I have my own personal reasons for doing this too. So I think that's the side that I try to, um, lean into more than the, I want to get popular off of like expressing myself thing. Um, so yeah, um, that's sort of what's been, rolling through my well one of the many things rolling through my head in the last few weeks uh also just my daughter is doing remote learning currently Um, i live in ontario so for those of you who might not know uh we're in kind of i guess a partial lockdown um again um so restaurants are closed gyms and schools uh they are supposed to open up uh schools anyway are going to be uh opening back up for in-person learning um next week so for the past uh two weeks my daughter's been doing remote learning which means you know she's actually pretty good to be honest um I have to say, like, Nailin is has been very adaptable as best she can. I don't really have a lot of issues around the the remote learning per se. But having said that, it's just sort of like I'm also working from home. So the having to get up every two seconds to get a snack, like, it can be a lot. Um <laughs> And I'm just like, do you like, you, you don't get this many snack breaks at school. So I don't, I don't understand. But anyway, just navigating like, you know, little things like that. Like generally speaking, I feel like I have it pretty good. (laughs) She's, she's, you know, she, she does her best. She's fairly engaged. She gets the, we get the work done. She gets her work done and all that stuff, but it's still a disruption, you know? Um, so I will be sending her back to in-person learning. It's it's a hard decision, to be honest. Like, And I just feel like that adds to the... <sighs> it just adds to like the 50 tabs that are open in one's mind. Because it's just something else to think about. And that you're sort of just... You feel so concerned about. It's like the government throws the shit back in your court... And and like, instead of making you feel more at ease, you know, in terms of like, well, this is what we have in place. And this is what we're act- actively doing to ensure safety. It's like, well, we're not telling you anything that we're doing. Uh In fact, we're making it worse by not even reporting <laughs> like COVID cases a- in school. And there you go. You wanted the schools open. So here it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... I can't, but, um, you know, I am in a privileged position once again. Um, I always have to recognize, uh, the areas in which, uh, I benefit from privilege at all times, but, you know, Nayland does go to a private school and, um, because she does go to a private school, it's a small, it's like a brick and brick and mortar Type school it's already small to begin with so they don't have large classroom sizes and there's just more they've there ha- there has been more in place um since the beginning of this pandemic at her school um because there's just there's the resources to do that um and so it's generally felt safe I mean it has felt safe I've felt completely safe sending her in person during the this entire pandemic and um just because they've proactively taken their own measures to ensure safety like there's not really relying on the government right um as much so yeah um I feel okay about it but because of this uh new wave like We know that it's a lot more contagious and all that stuff. Like even with all of those measures measures in place, it doesn't mean that breakouts aren't going to happen this time around, um, because of this new variant. So I'm still nervous, um, but you know, uh, I'm like it's. I don't. I don't necessarily. I think. I think she would just benefit more from being in person and, you know, we just have to cross our fingers that things will be okay and, you know, I don't know, like, it is what it is, like, this is what most parents, all parents are, are kind of, like, going through right now, so, yeah, so, just that going on, um, I am also just generally feeling slightly melancholy. <laughs> like, I don't know, it's not like a full-on depression, but it's just like a, <laughs> you know, like um, languishing type of feeling. Um, and so whenever I'm feeling like that, you're just like, the day to day is literally like to just get through the, the 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 list of priorities that you have in front of you let's look let's just get through those but the other things like the add-ons like the things that are pluses well they shouldn't even be pluses cuz they're also priorities but the things that just feel like extra work, you just sort of like let slide a little bit. And it's not really the place I want to be in. Um <laughs> And I'd like to sort of rally and turn that around. But I'm also just kind of allowing myself to kind of just get through the the next couple of weeks um, in a way that feels as easy for me as possible, um, because of there just being a lot going on. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I actually wanted to, so when I was going to record last week and decided not to, cause I just couldn't do it. Um, I was actually going to dedicate the episode to the topic of rest. Um, and I'm gonna still talk about it today, but I I just kind of want today to be kind of a free balling type episode where I'm just kind of moving from one thing to the next. It's not gonna be anything super structured. Um because I'm just not super structured right now and why lie to you guys <laughs> about that? Like I just yeah, I just have to show up as as what I am today. Um, and what I've been for the last few weeks, which is uh, not structured at all. Um, But yeah, I I wanted to touch on the topic of rest, because especially now, because I feel like we need more of it. (laughs) Um, And I just feel like whenever there's this... um, resurgence or whenever something happens in our lives that sort of require extra mental capacity or physical capacity, it's like my automatic thing, like I feel tired, but my automatic um, response is to figure out ways um, of how to push through the thing instead of just allowing myself to rest or to take a moment or to just sit with it, it's always like this reaction of, okay, well, how do I get through it? Like, what action can I take? And like, sometimes things just don't require an action right away. Um, sometimes things just require you to be still. And, um, I think with this pandemic, I feel the need to really lean into that more and more. And it just sucks because we, it never feels like, it feels like we want to do that, but the way society's set up, we just don't get opportunities to do it. And as much as you try to prioritize rest, um, to prioritize stillness, to prioritize like what the things that make you feel like you're not laboring, like you're not having to do something as much as we try to prioritize those things. It always feels like you're moving against like a current, you know, like you're moving against expectations that to be still, to rest, to reflect, to not do, to not produce, um, to do the to to not do those things is to be complacent, to be lazy, to like you don't deserve that, you don't, you know. And it's just um, as much as like obviously a lot of all of this stuff is internalized conditioning, right? But it's just it's something that I'm also always sort of like pushing back against and especially the older I get the more I'm really trying to like push like create awareness within myself around it and to push back against it but it's very difficult and yeah and it just it's it's like with this with this ongoing pandemic it's just something that I really think about more and more and how little of little rest little inactivity and when I say inactivity like I'm not saying like don't do anything like there's I'm not going to that extreme but there we don't a lot of us don't have balance um, as much as we think we do and I think whenever we and I think a lot of us don't rest nearly as much as we should be I think and I mean maybe that's different that looks different to everybody but um, I just I think we have really been conditioned to perceive stillness um, and reflection and the not doing and not producing as something that's not good. <laughs> like it's only okay if you've done like an epistle of stuff, (laughs) like an epistle length or epistles worth of things before you can actually sit down. It's only okay to rest once you've achieved a certain amount, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z on the list of boxes you have to tick off. It's only okay then. And it's like, no, it it doesn't matter. Like you are deserving of rest. You are deserving of stillness. You are deserving of time to reflect and sit with your own thoughts, regardless of what you have done or achieved. Um, and we really struggle with that and I struggle with it too. And funnily enough, um, I'm the type of person like I've always actually like in reflection whenever when I think about rest and and um you know kind of recentering myself and for me recentering myself involves rest and it involves like being able to like sit and do nothing and to just kind of like hear my own thoughts. Um Sometimes even just to be bored is part of like recentering myself. Um, that's actually where I feel like I have my best ideas. I have my best like epiphanies of things where I'm just best able to process and feel like I can function again. And I've (laughs) been thinking about, you know, my own journey with rest. I've actually always been pretty, aware of when I've needed to rest. Um, And it's so funny, like, just in terms of, like, let's say sleep, like, there's different forms of rest. But let's talk, let's talk about sleep. Um, It's so it's funny, because, um, like, my mom would always say, when I was little, I never gave trouble to go to sleep, like, (laughs) like, eight o'clock would come or whenever the bedtime was, and I would be like, I would take myself to bed, you know, like she was like, yeah, you never were one of those children to give trouble going to sleep. You were happy to go to sleep. Um, and that never changed. Like, like when I think about it, it makes me laugh. Like I remember in, um, university when I was an undergrad, um, you know, it's like, you're young, you want to go out and like, paint the town red and do all that stuff that young people do and go clubbing and stay out late and whatever and like I did that stuff too but I was also very like if I wasn't doing that and I didn't do it all the time like I was very much one of those people who was like yeah I can do this maybe like once or twice a month like I you know I'm not about to be out here every weekend Doing this shit, like it's exhausting. I've always had that awareness, even when I was young. <laughs> um, and I just remember, even amongst my friends, like my housemates at in undergrad, I was like one of the first to always just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to bed now." <laughs> like they're up, they're like talking, doing girl stuff, like, or they're going to a club and I'd be like, yeah, okay, good night. You know, like it was just, it's just funny to think about like how lame I, <laughs> I was. I mean, hey, I don't think I was lame. That's just, that's just who I am, you know? Um And funnily, like, funnily enough, my friends always like accepted that that that's who I was like they never I mean maybe they made fun of me for it but they also just accepted that that's who I was that was my personality um and so I've always had like an awareness of my limitations in terms of rest and in terms of like I was never the type who could do an all-nighter in terms of studying or writing a paper I tried it once And I thought I was gonna die. And I was like, never again. Um, like my best friend, she would pull all nighters all the time to write papers. Um, sorry to like call her out. I mean, it's not a bad thing. Like people did it, (laughs) but that was, that was like her thing, right? She would do these all nighters. And I was like, I'm gonna do that. Like complete procrastination. I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll pull, I'll just pull an all nighter as if it was so easy. It was the worst experience I've had. Ever in my life in terms of like completing an assignment and I did it once and never again I could not manage it and I think it took me like a week to recover from like one night of not sleeping because that's just how I'm set up you know like my my system is not is is just not built for um to push past a certain level of like, you know, exhaustion. I, I just, I hit a wall. Um, and so because I've sort of always been aware of that and because I'm just, I'm never at my best when I'm tired either. Like I'm horrible to talk to. I'm in the worst mood. I can't think straight. You're never going to get fresh ideas out of me. (laughs) You're not going to get anything good out of me if I'm tired. So I'm really just useless anyway. So trying to push past that and be some superstar of like, oh yeah, like, you know, who needs sleep? It's like I need sleep because you're gonna get mediocre. <laughs> like, as much as we we kind of applaud people who uh who kind of like achieve things regardless of being exhausted, like, okay good for them but you're literally getting me at my worst when I'm exhausted so there's just no point you may as well get the rested Nisa because that's the best Nisa you know so like I've always had this like an awareness um even if even though like you know back in the day no one was having discussions around the importance of rest. Like that wasn't a th- really a thing as far as I remember. Um, if anything, it was the opposite. It was, there was like a lot of stigma actually around like people, like around the idea of rest and around the idea of like taking time out for oneself to just like be still and reflect. Like those aren't really, um, those weren't really like, popular concepts or ways of being like you know back not like even 10 15 years ago i would say i think with the whole self care movement um and like you know a lot of like wellness and well-being and mental health um that has been really promoted a lot through social media those things have come up more um, and they've kind of become more at the center of discussions around like how we function in society Um, and people are starting to become a little bit more like yeah actually I do need rest or you know what I mean like I actually was tired that entire time I was doing that thing and realize how unhealthy that like you know like all that stuff um, but back in the day, like I was like 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, we weren't really having those discussions on a wide scale. Um, and so if anything, it was sort of always the opposite that was pushed. It was this whole idea of like pushing past, you know, exhaustion to achieve a goal or to, you know, you know, be successful. In whatever it was that you were doing. Um, and so I think because of that, it's been a struggle to really not like, and even though I've always had the awareness of, yeah, these are my, my limitations to what I can produce in any given day, because a bitch is tired by 8pm. <laughs> like, I always felt badly about that. Like I always felt like, gee, I wish I could be more like my best friend who could pull an all nighter. I wish I could be more like whoever who was just like chugging along and doing like what seemed like a million things, um, in a day and didn't really ever seem to get tired or you know what I mean? Like feel that, and maybe they were tired. They just never expressed it. um, but yeah, like I always felt in some way mediocre and inadequate because I could fu- only function for a certain, at my peak, like at my, I'm, I'm at my best for a certain window every day. Um, and really only in the last couple of years realizing, well, hey, I'm, you know, again with the whole like... Um, popularity rising popularity of like self-care and mental health awareness and all that is like oh wow like I'm not alone there are a lot of people who are like me um and who just need rest and there have been times when Um, and again, like even in knowing my boundaries, like there were many times where I pushed past those boundaries just because you have to like function (laughs) and like get stuff done. Um, and it was just always like super exhausting. Like, um, I just, I, the other thing that I guess I want to touch on too is, aside from just like rest in terms of sleep, um, there's also rest in terms of kind of just not having to like produce or do something or constantly use your brain in a way that you don't want to use it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, like just unplugging from stuff. Um, and so, As since I've become a mother in particular, that's become almost, it feels impossible sometimes um, to really just have time to not do because you're just, you're raising a child. Like, like there's always some form of doing. Um, And so you kind of give up those or you, yeah, like there's just aspects of of being still that you don't have as much access to anymore. Um, and that's been kind of hard for me. Well, not kind of, it's been very hard for me because, um, you know, I always say claim, uh, that I'm a self-proclaimed introvert. Um, and for me, and, like, not all introverts are the same. Like, there's layers and levels to being an introvert. Um, but from my experience as an introvert, um, you know, I recharge. I feel like my best self when I have moments alone to not have to think about anything. Like, when I get to just kind of, like, lie down and look at the ceiling, I feel so good. <laughs> like, I wish I, I honestly miss being able to do more of that. I don't really do it now again, since becoming a mother, especially um, lying on my bed and looking at the ceiling <laughs> for however long I want to do it for isn't really a thing I do much of anymore or at all. And I really miss it. And it's something that I'm trying to get a little time to do. Um, more of, um, but yeah, like, so, you know, I have an Instagram page, um, it's, uh, at Unraveling Impulse, um, same name as my podcast. And I like to share stuff on my Instagram page. Like, I've always enjoyed, um, writing like even when I was little I've enjoyed I used to write I used to have like a bunch of diaries I was always very inconsistent with them but it was always sort of like my go-to to to express myself was writing and um, I used to like to actually write poetry um, and I forgot well it's not that I forgot but it's just like something that like I tucked so far away um, <laughs> that for a minute there, I was like, yeah, and I was pretty good at writing poetry. Like, um, it's only very recently, as in like a couple of weeks ago, that I've sort of started like tampering with it again, like playing around with words and seeing how they come together and all that stuff, like in a, in in the realm of poetry. But I used to like, I used to love writing poetry, especially in high school. It was just something that um, I enjoyed uh, doing for fun. And I was pretty good at it. And, like, I was pretty good at writing my feelings and expressing my thoughts even in high school. And, you know, like, I don't know if I've uh, shared the story of just never thinking that that was a valid way of, um, like, an accepted form of writing. Like, you know, back in the day, to be seen as like a great writer i always felt like was to kind of write like something like a fiction thing or um you know i don't know like i just always thought i just writing my feelings down never really seemed um legit it just always seemed like okay girl like you're just you're writing thoughts down like that's that's fine anyone can do that type of thing like i never really thought it to mean that I had potential to be a writer or a good writer. So I never really pursued it. It was just always something that I did on the side. Um, There was like this, (laughs) there was a girl that went to my high school who was always like seen as this amazing writer. And I think she actually went on to be a journalist or whatever. So like, I'm not shading her (laughs) by any means. Um, Sure, she was great. Like I remember reading something that she wrote that got published uh, in some school something or other can't remember but like she was sort of like seen almost as like some prodigy and like I remember like I don't remember what I read that she wrote but I remember reading it and not and just being like okay I don't p- feel particularly touched by <laughs> by this I'm not saying it wasn't good but it didn't it didn't touch me and for me like writing is more than just being good at like a technical being a good technical writer or it's a it's about like does this does this move me in some way do the words that you're writing move me and that's always sort of what I've been drawn to in other people's writing and in fic whether it be fiction or non-fiction is like does this person's work move me like I don't care if it's like the most technically amazing (laughs) grammatically like perfect book to ever be written. It, the story to me is more important than, you know, how it was put together type of thing. And, um, yeah, anyway, I, I say that to say that like, I feel that I almost threw away that part of myself for a really long time because I just didn't think that what I had to offer was valid. Um, I remember uh, in grade 8, I actually was telling my mom this story the other day. Um, I remember in grade 8, so we had to do um, for, for, you know, graduation, instead of the valedictorian being chosen based on grades, it was sort of like you could enter a competition and whoever had the best speech would be chosen. I guess, I think it was this, the teachers who judged the speeches and whoever's was the best, um, or chosen by the teachers would be valedictorian. And, you know, I was very like, whatever, like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like known for being athletic. I wasn't known for having the highest marks. I was a very average student. Um, I wasn't super popular again, just, just average. Um, but I, for some reason felt compelled to write this speech, um, this valedictorian speech. And I remember writing the speech and my mom like editing the speech and I was really one thing about me is like there's a lot of things that I don't feel confident about but when I like something I write like you can't tell me shit like I don't give a shit if you don't like it I like it (laughs) and that's like the one thing that writing has always brought me is like when I really like something I, you can't take it from me. Um, I really liked it. And I remember really liking that speech and just being like, nah, this is a good ass speech (laughs) or whatever. And I remember going to school and telling some friends that I was gonna enter the comp, the speech competition. And they were like, oh, can I read your speech? And so I let them read the speech. And a few of them were like, yeah, no, this is it. You're totally gonna win. Like, this is a great speech or whatever. And I didn't, I didn't win. Um, The judges decided to go with another person. Um, I I have, I feel like there are reasons for that um, that I don't want to get into. But, you know, um, I wasn't popular. I wasn't like, again, I wasn't known for getting the highest grades. I wasn't athletic. I was of a different hue, if you see where I'm going with it. And so, like, I feel like there are a couple of things that factored into why I didn't I didn't win, but that was a good-ass speech, okay? And um, I have given a couple of more speeches throughout my life, and when I tell you that, like, whenever I give a speech at a family event or any event, like, people who don't even really know me like that, like, they might be friends with my parents or whatever, like, the response is always really overwhelming. Um, and I never really took it on or took it to mean anything until I really started to think about the things that I like doing and the things that I'm good at and like what are the responses that I would get from other people how do I feel about it when I started to like really interrogate the invest and reflect on the feedback and the feelings I felt about it they were always like overwhelmingly good Um, and it just reinforced that it's something that I needed to keep doing, regardless of whether or not anyone read it or, you know, like I became like an author or whatever. It was just something that I needed to do because it was part of my purpose. Um, and, um... I'm on a complete tangent because this is supposed to be about rest, but (laughs) the reason I even bring all of that up is because in order for me to do all of those things, like in order for me to be at my best when I'm like writing a piece, uh, a reflective piece, or a piece on something that I've been through in life, or whatever it is, a piece of poetry, I have to be rested. Like I have to have the space to think and reflect on those things so that I can write them and it's like and I and write them in a way that feels like really good <laughs> like really thought out really um just really full and and put together um and I honestly don't feel like I've been able to do that in a really long time where Um, I've had, I get these moments of just getting to, to sit and think without like all this other noise or something to do that my brain isn't thinking about, um, that kind of helps me produce my best work. And I say that to say that that's a lot of people, you know, like a lot of us, it's like we think that not having rest and not having time to not do is somehow, Goals when really to be our best selves, to for our minds to be as sharp as they need to be. For a lot of us who feel regenerated and recharged when we have a moment to ourselves to to do nothing, to be in stillness like those are key parts of our lives that we are missing. Um, and we don't get to sort of like, not only enjoy, but that we need in order to put our best selves forward. And yeah, like it just, it, it makes me think of like, wow, it really is just a lie (laughs) that rest is for the dead (laughs) only. Let me tell you something. Rest is literally one of the best parts of being alive. <laughs> like, excuse you. What do you mean, oh, I can sleep when I'm dead? No, I can sleep when I'm alive and completely enjoy enjoy that shit. Like, that's that's I love being alive and sleeping and enjoying that feeling, you know? Like, excuse me, who made that up? Ridiculous. But like it truly is. Like rest is truly one of the most enjoyable parts of my life personally because it allows me to to feel at my best you know um it allows me to like when i'm really resting when i'm really in in a good space where i can be in the moment of of doing nothing and releasing it allows me to actually feel what i should be feeling as a human being which is just being in the moment. Um, And it just gives my brain the space it needs um, to function and to think um, and to, to be silent and to not have the noise, you know? And so, yeah, like, I'm just really, really trying to Find more ways to cultivate rest, more rest in my life, and not feel not even just cultivate it, but also to not feel guilty about it. Um, to not feel like, oh well, this person is on on like grinding on a (laughs) hundred, and you need to get your ass up and be doing this. No, no, nah, like we're not doing that. And I think really. It's about working as as best you can about working smarter as opposed to harder. Um, because honestly, I've worked harder and all I've gotten in return is just being more tired. You know what I mean? Like there are people who and like <laughs> the other thing too is like rest is often tied to material wealth and success I don't know if people like if we realize that or like not rest but I should say not resting like people who people who are the most materially wealthy and successful are the ones who like didn't sit down didn't rest didn't whatever like they they were constantly on a grind and it's like but there are people who are seriously impoverished <laughs> who are probably some of the most hardest working people I know. You know what I mean? like, and I just don't buy the whole thing of like constant work and constant busyness and constant grinding and constant producing, equaling wealth because look around you. Like, unless you live in some bubble, there are people who are working themselves to the bone who still have nothing. And so I'm not so sure about that theory or that belief, you know? I just, again, it's more of that conditioning. It's that capitalist conditioning. Um, I think that you know, there's also a lot to say about rest and being attached to laziness, like as if the two are like mutually exclusive, like to not do something is to be lazy. And that comes up a lot in, you know, coming from a West Indian household. (laughs) Um, it's like, you can't not be doing something or you're being idle. Um, you're not being productive. You're, you know, it's like the only time you, you, you can have rest is if you're like deathly ill. And even then like, love my dad, but he was actually the, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago, he was like, we were talking and he was like, you know, I actually never took my sick days. And I was just like, okay. (laughs) Like he was like, no, we didn't do that. I didn't do that you work, you work through your sick days. And I was like, so you never felt like ill enough where you just needed to stay home and rest? No, no, no. And it's, and, and like, you know, to my dad, that's like a mark of his, his grit and his ability to, you know, work through however he was feeling in order to like get the job done and all that stuff, which is like very much immigrant parent mentality, um, West Indian mentality and like, you know, all that stuff. And it's just sort of like, I don't look at that and feel like, oh, I want that to be me. I mean, first of all, it never has been. <laughs> so like, if I'm sick, I'm staying home. Um, but yeah, it's just, I. it's just like, I think it's just also this thing of like especially if you're a person of color, especially if you're a black person, there's something to be said about like this idea of proving to the white men or coming to these countries or whatever and showing them that like no, we're we're capable and we can achieve and we can we can be superhuman. And I'm just not interested, you know, like I don't, I don't want to, I don't need to prove anything, you know, and I don't need for, like, people are going to think what they want about you regardless of how hard you work um, or don't work. And I know for a lot of people of color, black people, immigrants, it's difficult because You're already met with like a preconceived notion of laziness, even though it's like, okay, well, one minute we're taking all the jobs and the next minute none of us want to work, which is it? Pick one, Susie. But having said that, there's always, I do feel that we carry with us this, um, maybe sometimes even unconscious feeling of like, I have to prove my worth and which means I have to work doubly as hard to prove that I belong here and then which leads to even less rest and so it's fighting back against those systemic biases um as well and there's a lot tied to that and that's a whole other conversation but those are things that I've been thinking about like those are things that I've been trying to process more um for myself and um, it's not something that, you know, you takes one day to process and you're just like, you know, screw the man. <laughs> like like I said, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing practice to, to implement the rest that you need to really um, function at your best. Um, and as I said, I think it's different for everybody. Um, and I think that, we also we also sort of like function at what the expectations are of others as opposed to what works for us. Um, and that not just in terms of uh, like systemic biases, but just even in terms of like family and friends. Um, and that can be difficult to Kind of untangle ourselves from, but I think it's important work. Um, so, yeah, those are those are some of the things. <laughs> that's actually some of the points that I really wanted to talk about um, in my what I was going to do last week for my podcast episode, and I actually spent a lot of time talking about rest and. Um, so um, I'm glad that, that that kind of got, I'm glad I was able to still incorporate that into this chaotic episode, but yeah, like those are some of the things that have been going through my mind, some of the things that I'm fighting with and trying to incorporate, um, as I said, reflecting on things that I was, re- just reflecting on things that I really used to enjoy doing as uh, a young person and and getting derailed from doing that and what it means to me now and um, trying not to overthink the, this whole thing this whole process um, allowing myself a lot of grace and when I say a lot I mean a lot of grace because like I said you know it's been a journey to try to be consistent in anything. Um, (laughs) uh, And I've been struggling with it for the last couple of years. Um, And so but I don't want to like sit here and beat myself up over it either, because that doesn't help. It just further delays me moving forward. Um, And yeah, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like talk to a friend and say, oh, you're trash and whack for like just getting through life and doing the best you can and not being consistent with whatever it is. It's like, no, like we're all doing the best. And so I'm really just trying to work with myself, (laughs) um, uh, to rally where I can rally and, and come back. Um, If I've skipped a week of doing something that I was supposed to do, okay, we're going to do it the next week, you know? So I'm really just, um, I'm trying to give myself a lot of grace, um, especially in these times. Um, but yeah, like still fighting with a lot of, um, internalized like messaging and conditioning around productivity, discipline, consistency, and rest and like how to get to a place of just balance with it all um like I'm not interested in in creating this militarized (laughs) military style um approach to the things that I do with my life um have you ever just (laughs) this is so stupid but whatever I'm gonna share it anyway um Sometimes I just look like look at other species of animals, like you know, dogs, birds, rabbits, whatever, and I'm just like, I just wish I could be you. Like, y'all are just allowed to exist, you know? Like, you come here, oh, well, except when you're like being poached or like you know, because humans are trash <laughs> and like freaking killed, killed off or whatever. Um, but anyway generally speaking most species of animals like they just exist right like they exist to to live like there's not all this like there's no like I mean we are we are just such a special species (laughs) of of animal and we have this ability to communicate in the way that we do and create societies and live by codes and all this stuff but like And there's something really amazing about that. But there's something also really that, that has taken away our ability as part of the animal kingdom to just exist the way other species of animals do. And like, sometimes I just be looking at other species and being like, you know, I want to come back as a goddamn bird because like, let me chirp and mate and eat some damn seeds and just be able to do that, and there be no other expectation of me, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I just want to be in that space, um, and so, yeah, that's just my random stupidity, but <laughs> I'm gonna stop it there, um, like I said, this was hecka chaotic, kudos to you if you made it to the end, um, and, I do hope that you are taking care of yourself in the best way that you can, resting as much as you can. Let that be the theme for yourself this year, rest, because we just need it. We need rest. Um, and giving yourself a lot of grace, um, it's, it's really okay if, 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 you're surviving the days um, doing the bare minimum of what you can do um, because these are truly unprecedented times. So take care of yourself and I will talk to you again soon. Bye.